Why don't you play some music? Cool. Yeah, I'm going to try some right now. Not just some music. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Jason. We've been friends since high school, and we played in a bunch of bands together back in the day. And uh, music has always been a part of our friendship. We started this podcast to talk about records that are meaningful to us. Not good ones, not bad, bad ones, just ones that we care about. Sometimes we're going to talk about amazing albums. Sometimes we're going to talk about really, really shitty albums. But all of them mean something to us. This is We Listen To Records. The first time Justin, Vern, and I played together, I knew it was the right fit. From then on, we knit our heads together to create a much greater whole than the sum of its parts. The culture was created in our tiny universe. could be alienating to the casual observer, but once you were in, you were a member for life. We were untrained and self-taught, not outside the norm in the realm of punk rock, but we trained and taught each other by listening closely and reacting viscerally. With that listening came synergy. We learned to communicate absolutely with our instruments, and while we were playing together, all personal tensions were erased. This band played with intention, never intending anything specific beyond honest expression. Appealing to anybody but ourselves seems beside the point. Unwound allowed me to explore and create with absolute impunity. No one ever told me what to play or what not to play. I got to try, fail, succeed, abandon the obvious, explore uncharted territory, Influencers that colored my early style were slurped up, incorporated, eventually becoming unrecognizable, even to myself. That's Sarah Lund, September 2013, from the Unwound box set on Numero Group, Rat Conspiracy. And Matt has chosen new plastic ideas to listen to for the very first episode. Of course, the best band. The best band. band. The best. And why, why we listen to records at all. We listen to two records, but really two only records. hopefully one record per episode. No, <laughs> I had like when we started talking about this, I this I just knew that this had to be the first record. Um, I mean, for, I love Unwound. You love Unwound. Together, I would say that they're, they're probably our favorite band, at least collectively. Yes. I'm live a million, you know, not a million times, what twice. Um, like they, I think you know, I was trying to figure out. I think at least three times. At least three. I saw them with you once, and we were going to see them again. But New Year's Eve. Yeah, we I guess we'll see them on nine eleven. We'll get into that. But um, <laughs> I mean, and it's also like, how do you pick your favorite Unwound album? But honestly, for me, yeah. this is the one that like I think of when I think of Unwound. Um, also, wow. a envelope. Those are the songs that that first pop into my head when I think about Unwound. And I just, so I just wanted to talk with you about this record because I, I love it so much. Yeah, no, absolutely. It makes sense. I mean, this band is great and I could pick this record for sure. I'm honestly though, I think I would personally pick Leaves Turn inside you, but that would be a really long podcast. It would be, I mean, <laughs> Leaf's Turn is an amazing double record for anybody listening. Not a fan of Unwound. They, they had that, this career. That is, that is like a really good entry point too. I feel like for somebody that's never oh, listened to Unwound, 
Well, yeah, for anybody so, who's, who's not familiar with Unwound, they started off as a, a post-punk band in 1991, and they formed right. in the Olympia, Washington era area, right? Um, kind of coming out of that raw, noisy, like jangly punk rock sound, and you know, over the arc of their career, they they ended up putting out a bunch of albums that developed a lot more complex sound. They came very close to fame without ever getting it. And around the turn of the millennium, they put out this amazing double album set called Leaves Turn Inside You that really was a completely different sound for them. It's a, it's a powerful, beautiful, moving album. Uh, this album that we're listening to now, New Plastic Ideas, is, is much earlier, um, still in the midst of their like kind of post-punk, like loud, quiet, loud, quiet thing. But it's a really yeah. elegant album. Oh, oh, absolutely. No, this, this was actually like in the, in the chronology, this was right after, um, the one with the, uh, the, the fucked up like collage cover oh, with fake Tom train. Jones. Yeah. Fake train. So it's right after fake train. So they're like, okay, our first, we went into the studio, we did fake train. That was great. We had some ideas. We learned a lot. We yeah. did it in two weekends. Yeah. Also my favorite unwound album, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. But it's, it's that. It's unwound is a case, a uh, uh, like rare case of a band too getting better and better and better each record, yeah, and not like like a lot of bands just blow their low the first record, <laughs> right. and maybe their sophomore record is like, okay, well we had a couple more things, right. but that's it, right? And we never get beyond that. And unwound for me just like continued to just evolve and get better and better and better and better. Yeah, and I, I, I can't think of a lot of bands like. Well, that, they're huh? like in a lot of ways they're like Fugazi in that way. You join them young and angry, and you want your loud punk rock, and then you right. mature into the the later stuff. I feel like Unwound is that way. You know, by the time you get to Repetition, which is actually probably my other favorite Unwound album, um, and then by the time you get to Leaves Turn Inside You, like they've matured so much, and I feel like you know just the path of my life from the early nineties to the turn of the millennium, I, I changed so much and it's, I sort of felt like the records went with me in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, that does have a lot to do with, and I always think what it is would be like from the outside. Right. Having been around when these records were released and sort of living through them as they came out and then it's over and like seeing them live and everything, of course. So it's, it's sort of like, does it have the same effect to sit down and listen to the whole discography? And well, I mean, I think know. that's an interesting question. You know, yeah. again, you know, assuming, hoping people listen to this podcast, like if you come to Unwound Fresh, what is that experience? Right. Because I feel like, you know, sort of in a sense, growing up with them, you know, they're part of my DNA in a lot of ways. But like if I came to this stuff now, would I like it? Would I respond to it in the same way? I'm, I'm not sure. It's funny because I do, I sort of feel like I must have that experience with other bands that I just missed. Like, like uh, this one example always comes up because it's kind of similarly related in genre is Lungfish. Oh, yeah. And they were like, never heard of them before, completely missed them. They were on Discord. Yeah. And uh, Ian McKay always talked about them. Mm-hmm. I finally gave them a chance, like, I don't know, not that long ago, honestly, maybe two years ago. And I was like, I did the oh. same thing because I dug out. Remember the twenty years of Discord multi box yeah. thing that they put out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a Lungfish song on there that I was like, oh, like I like this song, and and I always remember hearing about these guys. 
And so I, yeah, I got a lungfish, you know, a couple lungfish albums and I was like, Hmm, I feel like if I'd heard this in 94, I just, I would have loved them. But now, yeah, right. I'm actually, and I like it. I like it a lot, but it does not have the, um, the connection there of like, and all the things that go along with sure. it. Oh, I got this record at this shitty store yeah. that I had to drive with my friends to. Right. And I actually only had 12 bucks. So Matt had to give me two. Right. Yes. Yeah, so I was like one tenth owner of one of your records. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Like, you actually, since, I mean, not that this is a music recommending podcast necessarily, but I'm actually kind of going through the same thing with the band Circle um, of Finland. I don't know them. Okay. They're sort of they're related to Pharaoh Overlord and that that oh yes, um, but like they've they've got like twenty albums or something and I and I I got a few of them and it's like wow. I like them a lot I listen to them a lot but I'm like I feel like if I caught this in '95 like I could have built a whole life around this album but now it's yeah, like right. something I put on sometimes it makes me feel nice you know it's like a different relationship. Yeah. Oh my god, absolutely and. And uh, quite honestly, I am about maybe a, an inch away from just uh, just never uh, uh, acknowledging Gish or <laughs> again, oh, like okay, because I think we should listen to the building Corrigan is such a shithead. But you know, now you know what we're gonna have to do that album. I know. Well, let's listen to this because that album. Because if you start me talking about my hatred of the Smashing Pumpkins, this is we're just going to call this 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 entire podcast. Matt, okay, Smashing uh, Pumpkins. All right, fuck them. We're not going fuck down. Them. Turn up the music. I just just want to say, go get a glass of water and uh, let's listen to some more. Mm-hmm. An interesting part to to put in there. Can we listen to All Souls Day? As uh, I think that's the first song on this side. As I'm listening to this, I'm having. I literally uh, had to turn it down because I distinctly remember seeing them at Tramps. Yes, in New York on 23rd Street, and I remember watching fucking Sarah. And this was, and it was never a thing about like, oh look, a lady drummer. Who gives a shit? She was the best. Mm. And I just remember watching her play this part and uh, Justin and Vern barely playing, barely moving. And she is just Spreading. keeping this crazy hi-hat fucking like, it's it's a slow tempo, but there's so much work. Yeah. And I was just like, she has to do this for like 10 minutes. I remember <laughs> at the time, like reading articles where, well, first of all, you're right that like a female drummer wasn't that big of a deal at this point. Like, I don't, I mean, I never remember feeling that way with anybody that I knew. You know, it it was never like, oh, look, here, you know, but, but I mean, she does. I remember Sarah being put in the same category as people like Damon Shea from Don Caballero, you know, amazing drummers. And they were just like, like calling her equal or better to them. Like it was, 
yeah. it was a it was a very special thing. I think it was because I, I I think in a lot of ways, at least among people I knew, it was never even like, oh, can you believe uh, there's like what other female drummers are as good as her? Like it wasn't even that was the it wasn't even a sex like right. divide like just because it was like well yeah she's just fucking great and whatever well could you because i want to i've got to talk about this but i did want to i did just want to finish that thought of like um oh yeah sorry uh oh just this track in particular i do remember it going on forever like them playing like the extended version and she just has to keep that crazy like it's like a just hi-hat like that kind of like splashes louder and goes quieter. So she has to like ride this hi hat while she's playing, like, you know, just this crazy kind of speed rhythm. And then everything, the whole, you know, the guitars and everything crash back in and then it goes back out to nothing. But she is still working the whole track. Anyway, that just always struck me. Um, you want to hear All Souls Day? Yeah. Well, well look, yeah, I want to talk about All Souls Day on this side. Sorry, what was the name of that song that was just playing? Oh, shit, hold on. That was Abstractions, the one I was talking about. Right there. That's why I wanted to listen to this song. Yeah, because I remember um, our our mutual friend Michael Equi. <clears throat> he's the guy who who brought him on to me first. I remember yeah. him? You know, he was a bass player in a in a post punk band, and I remember him putting that song on in my living room and just like wow. like rocking out to it, like like one man slam dancing in the middle of my living room. And I remember he, he would play that one part over and over and over and over and over again because he's just like, this transition from whatever time signature the drummer is playing or whatever time signature, and how everybody swaps their time signatures. And he was just like, this is like amazing songwriting. It's like that one transition is like blew his mind, you know? And I just remember him like yeah. obsessing over this song. And I was like, like I think I want to listen to this band because if anybody that I love this much obsess over like this one part of one song, it's got to be worth something. Yeah, it's funny because I uh, told you that story how I changed my ringtone on my phone <laughs> to this that opening where it just comes in, just like it's that kind of quiet, like just drum section before all the guitars come in. Yeah, and uh, so now it's forever kind of gives me like a feeling of like oh fuck my phone. Who's which i've just so don't ever don't do ever that. don't ever make your favorite song your uh your ring to ruin a perfectly good song <laughs> Here, uh, play so over, just play over that part again just, you know because i just talked about it for anybody listening i just listen to this transition at the start of the song when it goes from like the the sort of drum noisy intro into the the more rhythmic part just listen to this transition please Oh, can you take it back to the beginning? Oh, back to the beginning, yeah. So, like, it starts off with this, you know, sort of straight-up drum piece. 
I love how you can hear the tape wind up. I swear, if you just could loop that little, that little. Cut it out before the transition that I want to hear, though. Fuck, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it's just a nice transition. You know what? If you're listening to this podcast, you probably love this album already. And if you don't, go buy it. Listen to that song. I'm thinking that one transition. Hey, use that fucking hand thing. Got it. Like, honestly, I, I like I get why people didn't like them back in the day. Like, it's not a band that yeah. you're that's easy listening. No, it took it took me. I Tim gave me challenge for a civilized society that's on cassette. And it's when we were both working together and uh, we would go out on runs like, he, you know, he would take the car and go pick shit up and then he would leave it in there and be like, man, fucking listen to Unwound. And I was, and I just remember listening to Elliot Smith all the right. time. You were into much more mellow stuff back in the day. I remember and I'm just feeling sad for yeah. myself. I'm like listening to like Elliot Smith and like Smog and Blue Barlow and just being like, <laughs> so I wasn't into like fucking just, oh yeah, let's really rock out. Um, but he would always leave it in the car and it just fucking stuck and I was like, holy shit. And it, Cause I would just listen, you know, it'd be in there, just go drive, do something and listen to it. And I remember it being summertime. And I remember just being like, this is fucking great. And, and then, but it, but it kind of being one of those bands, like, you know what? I don't know if any of their other stuff is good, whatever this and, and, and not even knowing if like, is this really good, but just sort of being like, I'm really comfortable with right. this. I don't know how to explain. Well, it's the kind of album that you put on and everybody else in the room is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, you don't know it. I don't think it's something you're like, hey, let's listen to this. Right. Let's just put it on it. We've made it 20 minutes into this podcast and haven't actually done the official stuff yet. So um, Unwound no, was Justin Trosper right, on guitar right. and vocals, Vern Rumsey on bass, and Sarah Lund on drums. They were a three piece that made the noise of 20 people. Um, Seriously. And they, they formed in 91 and broke up right after 9-11, like a couple months after 9-11. And part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this album is is how many different personal connections you and I have to these guys, even though we've never met them. Uh, you know, yeah. we reached out to them once um, to try to do a collaboration that, that never, ha- never happened. Yeah. And I remember you telling me that you emailed them. And I was yeah, like, emailed what? them and then Sarah wrote back. Um I know they did. They wrote, and back. then 
we were talking about. I remember you telling me that you're like, oh yeah, they said they would do something, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're not going to do anything with Unwound. Are you crazy? Well, and then I think more importantly, uh, yeah. because uh, of we can we need to talk about nine eleven, and then we need to talk about the the lost yeah. show. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll let me I'll 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 talk about the nine eleven bit, and then you can talk about the lost shows if that's all right. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, um, your birthday is is September tenth, and and you were here in Boston with me. Uh, we were celebrating; it was great. We were having a good time, and um, your my birthday present to you was tickets to see Unwound here in Boston on September eleventh. And uh, uh, obviously, the tragedy happened. Lots of things happened. The show was canceled. Of course, that's the least of the worries on on that day. Um, but then the show was never rebooked and not too long after Unwound broke up and it, it kind of became like a, I don't know, like a big deal. So um, you kind of came up with the idea of the lost show. Uh, you want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, I just, I just had always felt like kind of uh, if well sad that we missed it and then sad that that was happened to also coincide with Unwound ending so I always felt like, oh, let's, uh, well, I, and I guess, I guess part of it came from too, like, oh, I, I wanted, I wished, like, what if things just kept going on as if nothing ever happened, 9-11 never happened, so that it, it kind of came out of that, I think, more of like this alternative uh, timeline where 9-11 never happened and we went to the Unwound show and everything was fine and there was, you know we didn't go back into fucking Afghanistan and then the whole world wasn't still more fucked than ever. So that's when, <laughs> so that all goes back to unwound because that night was when we were supposed to see them and that didn't happen. So obviously if we could make that happen, then maybe things would be okay again. Right. So it's sort of like a, uh, like a conceptual <laughs> exercise or sort of like a, a f- like a, creating an alternate universe where if we could be unwound, exactly. that would mean that nine 11 hadn't happened. Right. Like exactly. To- so my solution was, well, we just make it happen. And, and I always thought we'll just fucking rent a space. We'll get a bunch of shitty, like radio shack, disco lights and spotlights and fucking whatever Christmas lights. And, uh, and for some reason I saw it happening with cardboard cutouts of the, of them. So I found like, pictures of their heads for Justin and I just I guess I made cardboard cutouts of what I thought they would the positions they would be in it makes no sense I cardboard cutouts I had the big printers at work so I made the cardboard cutouts and then so so then we just put them on a sort of stage that we made up and I've been thinking I was turning down my speaker all this time and I was turning it up that explains a lot all right um, and then I feel like we came up with a set list based on what we would want to hear or, or what they were playing at the time. I, I remember you went online and were collecting every live recording you could yeah. find and trying to put together yeah. a set list that would have been like an early 2000s set. I, I right. put a lot of effort right. into it, actually. Because <laughs> I wanted it to reflect. I wanted it to really be a set list I, that would be plausible. Yeah based on other ones that they were doing. Oh, I wish that's gotta be somewhere. I gotta find that. But so then we just fucking, and, the, and the, the key, the key thing with this was like, we have to do it in a right. space where it's dark 
where it's like people are smoking and drinking beer and like we have to recreate this as close to the actual so we invited a bunch of people we rented like a just a shitty basement space we put up that poster outside on yeah. round <laughs> the lost 911 show or whatever and we we had a bunch of people come. And it was like the middle of the day. It was like noon or something. Like came and rocked like, out like a light show, sort yeah. of. And people are like rocking out to cardboard cutouts of Unwound. I feel like Mike kind of took over uh, a little bit of the lights. Because I, I know we just had like power strips that we were like, flipping. I, I just got on the floor and kind of turned power strips on and off randomly to kind of make a light show. But the best part was the, the video. Yeah, everybody just filmed it. Like this, we did it in 2008. So. Also, we had like a video thing back then, actually. Um, oh God! Oh, so those are on YouTube. If anyone is so inclined, well, and sure that's the best part it. because not only is it on YouTube, but Vern Rumsey yeah. found it, posted the the yeah. the unwound Facebook page, and has actually been like like talking about it. That's right. That's it's right. amazing. Yeah, yeah, that is amazing. So that's and kind then, of that is the closest got to. Unwound. Well, and also, um, like. I'm not claiming anything here, but they they released um, live leaves, and the liner notes sort of yeah. you know mention this stuff, right? It's not mentioned no, they, in the in the liner notes, but they they talk about something. It, not us, but no, they don't mention us. I'm not saying that. Um, but they said something in the liner notes where it's like, oh, there's resurgence of interest, or I don't know what it was, but I was like, oh, that's cool. yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, no, it is, and and they. They have that whole, there's that whole, I definitely people should check out um, unwoundarchive.com yeah. because of all this stuff. And they posted the video there, Unwound Archive. Well, here, let's listen to a little or they more. something about it there because, yeah. you know. I was going to say, what's your favorite song off of New Plastic Ideas? Let's listen to, let's listen. Okay, hold on. I mean, I want to say All Souls Day, really. Yeah. I'm just trying to. Yeah, yeah I mean. But we are, I mean. I that. Listen to Envelope. I know that That's my other favorite opening. one. Envelope. All right, let me flip it over. While you're, while you're, the only other thing I wanted to say really quick while we're, um, uh, really quick, I just wanted to say that, um, it just because I found this surprising that that they recorded this record also, um, like right after Thanksgiving in '93, oh, wow. and it took two Crazy. weekends four days you know saturday sunday saturday i sunday. actually just realized and they wrote 11 songs i just realized that um people listening to this might not know that you and i are artists who've worked together for 25 years under the name harvey loves harvey and people could actually check out our stuff at harveylovesharvey.com including the unwound work um and that a lot of our our friendship and and history is based on being artists and musicians who, you know hang out in, in a creative context so um, people might need to know that for context for why we're we're talking about this stuff. You know, okay, envelope. Yeah, okay. My other favorite song from this album. Having trouble finding the uh, the groove. And see it, but it's hard to drop the needle on that little fucking bear ribbon. Okay. 
kind of track you don't uh, put on at a party, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember at the time that, that I discovered this album, I was a student studying photography and I would just spend hours in the dark room. Like digital wasn't a thing then. I had my shitty right. Radio Shack headphones on and I would just listen to this album over and over. And it, it, I don't know why it's just, as soon as you put that song on, I smelled photo fixer and I was in the dark. It was like, it just took me right back there. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a good, that's a, that's really crazy. Um, uh, oh, I just, I had another thing that, that stood out for me for, from uh, Sarah's talking yeah. about this record. Uh, uh, she says that, um, uh, she says it was, it was at a different studio and we were in one little mixing room. She recalled slim was there slim from, uh, kill rock stars. And he was drinking Theraflu by the gallon, just fucking wasted on Theraflu. And there was tons of smoke. Justin and Vern were smoking cigarettes <laughs> slim too. And I was losing consciousness from lack of oxygen in the room. And Slim is getting weirder and weirder with this Theraflu high, rolling on the floor, giggling. And I remember being like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> like, seriously, I going to go outside and sit down with my head between my knees because I couldn't breathe anymore. Wow. <laughs> he says, so imagine that when you're listening to that record, freaking out, no air. <laughs> I think that kind of explains I the mean, way it sounds, which I think is pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, in terms of healthy... I know that feeling. I know that feeling of being like that. I'm not in smoke filled rooms anymore, but I, it is such a nineties thing to just be like jammed into a tiny studio space somewhere. (laughs) Cigarette butts everywhere. And everybody's fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still fine with it. Like once every couple of Like we'll go to, we'll go to Vermont, you and me and get drunk and like change butt cigarettes. And then I like, I literally have a cigarette hangover after having like four. It's true. Oh yeah, Seriously. I don't know how I was a um, the other thing smoker. Like what the? Fuck? Uh, yeah, no. The other thing you you would find interesting is is um there were a lot of comparisons to Sonic Youth yeah. on this record, um, ninety four, and like a lot of the reviews I was reading mentioned Sonic Youth constantly, which is interesting because I I think that I think I think I think that's a little bit lazy for for writers too. Sure. I mean, at the time to bring up Sonic Youth, it's sort of like a catch-all for like any sort of odd tuning, not rhythmic, super fast punk is going to be. Oh, it's sort of like Sonic Youth. I mean, that was just like the touchstone of everything. Was like, oh yeah, right, like Sonic Youth, and because Sonic Youth had that um, uh, uh, cachet of like, oh, they've been around forever. They fucking started all this shit at CBG, whatever, like that that uh you could drop them and it would be like oh put unwound in with with um sonic youth and it's funny because um uh for their part neither Vernon nor sarah ascribe any aspect of their playing styles to sonic youth although both of them like sonic youth just fine with justin it's a different story i listen to daydream nation probably every day in high school that would be my desert island disc for sure if you're a guitar player, you can't ignore that record. There's too much good stuff on there. Yeah, it's but that's it. Because like, you know, it's like if you look at the era when Unwound is coming out, so they got Unwound, Fake Train, New Plastic Ideas, Repetition, in the same time window as Sonic Youth does Goo, Dirty, and Experiment Jet Set. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, it's, I, I agree. I think it's totally lazy to compare them because like 
basically yeah. that's sort of just like, well, this is one band that I don't like to listen to. And here's another band that I don't like to listen to, you know, like it's like lazy, <laughs> you know, I, th- I think it's too, it's an easy, it's an easy kind of like generic thing to and, say, and I, like, Oh no, like some youth. No, non-specific. I mean, if you take the sort of obvious unwound songs, the sort of start stop, you know, post Nirvana thing that, that everybody was kind of doing in the nineties. If you kind of take those off the table um, and really look at the unwound songs where they show their true talent, right? If you look at um, uh, all souls day or fiction friction from this album, if you look at sonatas for loudspeakers off of challenge, if you look at um, uh, what is it called? Um, Murder movies or devoid off of, or, or go to Dallas and take a left off of repetition or MK ultra yeah. off the singles. It's like, there's so much stuff on there. That's like so unique. And you know, Sonic youth wasn't, yeah. wasn't doing this stuff. They were doing their own thing. They're doing an amazing thing, but you know what, you know, what's lazy about it for me is that Sonic youth was so varied in yeah. their style that it has nothing to say. Somebody sounds like I, Sonic I, youth. I, 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 I mean, that's like saying, Oh, they sound right. like ween. Well, we fucking yeah, they change like all the time. No, for me, if I, I made the comparison earlier, but my comparison for Unwound would be like Fugazi. They start off young and raw and like like punk and in your face, and then they they mature, and and that's my really my Unwound experience. Like like I have a hard time putting Leaves Turn Inside You in the same room as New Plastic Ideas. I know they're the same band. There's a lot of similarities, but. Right. One is such a, a more mature album, and I feel like New Plastic yeah, Ideas is, yeah. is is like it's kind of the raw innocence of them still figuring out what they're doing. Oh, totally. I mean, again, yeah. two weekends wrote this record. You know what I mean? That's and I that's what I responded to then, and what I respond to when I'm in my forties. Like. There's no yeah. filter on this album. It's like we have some talent. We know how to do some really cool shit with rhythms. We figured out a really innovative way right. of, of mixing what the three of us do, and we're just fucking do it. Yeah. Well, and I think I think it goes back to that opening quote too, where I sort of like knew the stuff that she was saying there. Um and or and I had always hoped that was true. And to hear her actually put it down and like that was like great because that's that's sort of what i always felt like was like these three people just played together so much and i mean you look at you look at the unwoundarchive.com tour schedule during these years and if they weren't in the studio probably just rehearsing then they were playing on the road so we're talking about three people that just played music together every single day practically for years and and this kind and to be able to then step into a studio and write this record in in maybe not okay maybe not write it but record this record in four days because you are that like just i mean this is just in you this and and you just need to finally get it out and it's like fuck so let's listen to a little bit more and then we'll do the outro and then we'll just play out on um i don't know what what song I, I just had. I just wanted. To, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up, and since you brought up Nirvana, I'm just gonna throw this in there about um, this. There was a reaction that I found with Justin talking about uh, Kurt Cobain. He says I was really bummed, not because I was friends with Kurt or anything, but because I had some good friends who were close to him, and I was a Nirvana fan even then. 
And even though we were more involved with bands like Angel Hair, it often felt like we were the reject siblings of grunge infiltrating these other scenes. I guess it's illustrative that we were playing a practice space in a semi-trailer and Nirvana was at their peak. Like we were doing this underground thing that probably would never get to that level. And in a way it seemed like, what's the point? Crazy. to forget about a little bit like i think when people think of unwound they think of the loud and noisy stuff and this more melodic yeah. like long form you know compositional music is actually what they did really well and you know, like yeah yeah you know if, again well, if somebody's listening to this and you've never heard new plastic ideas before like it takes a little patience but you really do get beautiful songs like that one it's funny because I literally forgot what yeah. we were doing. <laughs> I yeah, was kind of staring out the window. And then I was like, I was like, oh, fuck, Matt probably wants to say something. I'm well, sorry. so uh, yeah, rack, the, rack that up. What was that? Uh, Hexenzine? Uh, or uh, uh, what is that? Last uh, track. Yeah. One. Oh, abstractions. Um, abstractions. So rack that up. We'll, we'll, we'll play out on uh, that. But um, we're hoping to do this every other week or so talk about records um hang out virtually and share our our love of music um i have a little disclaimer and then i've got a question for jay so here's the disclaimer um we don't actually think enough people are going to care about this podcast so we're just using the music unlicensed if you want to take it down just let us know we we uh we don't have to and unwound we certainly yeah we you guys love you so much please love and yeah, Rock no, please, we'll make we're your biggest down. fans, honestly. Um, <laughs> um, but if you want to take it down, please, you know, we, we don't want to cause any trouble with celebrating the music. Which uh, leads me to the last question of the day, and then we'll play it on out. Jay, what is our album for next podcast? Next podcast. Um, well... <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you choose in a weird way. Okay, you could say, "All right, what? what uh, Wait, are you chickening out? Because you picked an album." No, 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 no. Oh. I changed it, and I'll leave it up to you. Say one, oh, or say two. one, or it's like flipping a coin. 
I'm going to go with one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fuck. Since I mentioned fuck. games, I'm going to do it. I know. Yeah, I was, I was thinking oh. pretty hate machine. And listen, everyone, these are not... I'm not... I have problems with these records, and that's why I, oh, I mean, talk I will, about I will, I want to talk oh, about. I can't. But I just want to warn you; it's not going to be pretty. I understand. No, same here. It's very, it's a very complicated and, issue. But I think, this, fuck, I mean, let's just, just dive in. Fuck it. I want to, I want to talk about it. Listen to it because I remember really liking it. I have a lot of feelings about it. I was wearing and a smashing. I think you're listening to it. Again. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wait, what did you say? You were wearing this shirt. You were. I did. You had a gift shirt. I did. Oh, you wore a lot. I wore it in my yearbook photo. I mean, I have a lot. That's that's what I was saying. I think uh, I have a lot of pictures of that. Well, we will we will dig deep into the emotional resonance of the Smashing Pumpkins album, but now Jay is going to play us out with a track from Unwound's New Plastic Ideas, which you should listen to. You should give it the time. You should be patient. And uh, we listen to records. I mean, honestly, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you would know this album a lot and you just want to hear some dickheads talk about it to give you a reason to listen God to damn it. music. Just like, I want one, just like I want one. Now, what, are you gonna what am I going to play? Let's end on um, Fiction Fiction, last track. Let's <sighs> end how Unwound ended it. Okay. Okay. All right, last track on side two. Okay, good. Very good.
Ben, Luke's direct. 